0: Hey guys, welcome to the Christian Music Guys podcast. I have my brothers with me, Jesse and Chris. What's up? How's it going? Well guys, we are just around the corner from Thanksgiving. Uh, big turkey day, all kinds of uh, food and all kinds of excitement with the holidays coming. Of course, our favorite holiday is pretty is christmas and we are hopefully putting our christmas decorations up this weekend before thanksgiving what about you guys
1: man uh probably this week i well i remember when chris and i uh one we lived we were roommates or something and we put our uh, (laughs) yeah we put our christmas tree up before halloween like we went we went to walmart we bought a tree and we had it up. It was like mid October. Uh, I would still do that if my wife would let me.
0: Yeah, I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, well, this year I, I saw a few people that put up their decorations before Halloween, but especially last year with COVID and everything, um, I remember people putting up their Christmas trees in July. And I remember specifically a few radio stations in Louisville, which is our hometown, uh, playing uh, Christmas music starting in July, and the reasoning behind it was uh, just all of the sadness that was going on with COVID, so they decided to start Christmas music very early.
1: Yeah, I mean, I know, I know for me, like, I've always, I mean, Thanksgiving's cool and all, but it, it, it's probably never got the respect that it deserves from me. I uh, have always essentially just looked at Thanksgiving as, like, the kickoff to Christmas. It's kind of like the pregame of the Christmas season. And so, yeah, I'm ready for it.
2: No, more so. Halloween's the pregame to Christmas. is yeah, just like Halloween's just a thing, just a thing you got to
1: get through. Because here's the right. thing, and like Halloween, like it's not cold yet. Well, it, most usually, I mean, it's it, it's on the But by Thanksgiving, it's already cold. It feels like it. The leaves are already off the tree. I think it's it's hard for me to get into like feel like Christmas when you see like skeletons
0: and all that. Like Christmas is like that. It's cold. Yeah, I saw a a thing on Facebook. In fact, several people were posting different things. But it was like November 1st to the 26th is Christmas. November 27th is Thanksgiving. And then November 28th through December 25th is Christmas again. So like you said, Thanksgiving doesn't get a whole lot of credit. But, you know, we still celebrate it. We always go Black Friday shopping late at night the next day or, you know, that night. So I love Thanksgiving, but obviously Christmas is where it's at. All right, so on today's episode, we are going to dive in on uh, some worship things. Um, This is the first of many, many episodes that we'll be doing on worship because um, like myself, unlike myself, um, two of my brothers, which are on this podcast, are worship leaders, Chris and Jesse. Um, in their local churches, and they've been leading worship for many, many years, and so this is a perfect episode um, for them as well as me, because, you know, um, I love worship, and um, so, yeah, we'll, we have a few interviews coming up with uh, a few worship uh, leaders, and so that'd be cool to um, pick their brains on, you know, certain topics of worship, and uh, just to dive into it, so we are going to talk a little bit now. Um, first, we're going to discuss our top, uh, I guess, worship songs, artists/slash albums. You know, it, it won't be all of that, but it'd be a few things, and so you kind of get a um, a taste of what we what we like. And so, uh, Chris, would you like to go first with your first artist? And, and really, they're not in any particular order.
2: No, no particular order.
0: All right, so what's your first, what is it? Is it a song? Is it an album? Is it a worship artist?
2: Or uh, Let's see. We'll, we'll start out with Hillsong United off the Of Dirt and Grace um, album, acoustic album that they recorded all over Israel. Uh, probably top song is Heart Like Heaven slash Falling that one just is really good.
1: Yeah, uh I don't I I can't say that I actually am familiar with that one. Um, you want to sing me a little part of that, Chris? To uh to uh remind me, please.
2: No. I don't hey, want to get copyright copyright
1: strike. No, nah, no, nah, you're not going to sound cl- that close to the original. No.
2: Trust me, I'll sound exactly like
1: you. <laughs> <laughs> he got me right strike for days. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I always, just, just that specific one, I, I can't think of off my head. Uh, but I mean, hey, Hillsong's been around for a long time, so they've written a lot of songs, so cut me a break. Um, one of mine, so mine are, it's like last week, or last time when we talked about rap albums, I was, all of my, Favorite ones were the more recent ones, and I found that when I was thinking through worship, uh, not that there's not good worship now, but I think because I think of like my top, if I'm thinking of my top ones or something like that, or that were influential to me, they were the ones from back in the day. So, first one I want to my one of my favorite ones is actually all the way back from 2004. uh, It was um, Saleh. They had an album called Hiding Place and for those of you who don't know who selah is they are it's a trio and they just sing a lot of i guess it's not a it's not like a cappella but vocally what would you what would you call that chris jacob it's not a cappella but it's like vocal
0: i mean you know, they're, they're just a focused. trio they do gospel they do pop stuff i mean it's a little bit of everything the,
1: but this album is specifically it's a it's a lot More of like keys yeah it's, it's a worship album i mean it's definitely not Hillsong vibe or or or, or you know, uh, it's not it's not what Modern Worship is. There's a lot of hymns and stuff, but
2: for well, me, there's I also like Africa. Like, isn't there like a, the yeah, the African Asango? Sang- I was singing that with I my kids. Know? Say, yeah, then yeah, they, yeah, then they so, then they
0: did. I think it was on that CD, but uh, they. I don't know if they wrote the song, but they they made it famous. I think before Rascal Flatts, but they did uh, "God Bless the Broken Road." Um, yeah,
1: they I think they wrote it, but I don't think that's on this album. They did yeah. the one that's on this album that's popular from other bands is "You Raise Me Up" because that was Josh yeah, Groban's big Josh one. Uh, but they feel like those
0: one. they were those songs were big with the Christian people, and then Rascal Flatts comes out and sings it, and everybody's like, "Whoa!" But
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for me, uh, on that album, on the Hiding Place album, uh, my favorite song on that one is a song called All of Me. And uh, yeah, it's just a really good song.
0: Nice. Well, I'm going old school with mine. Mine came out in 1999. And really, this band was one of the pioneers, I would say, of the 90s with starting the worship um you know more music fad um sonic flood and sonic flood was on goate records <clears throat> um they had they had like a few albums they had a live album but their their self titled album i really loved, which came out like i said in nineteen ninety nine that's like
1: the one where like the hands were, or something was like coming out of water, right? Yeah, like it was a like a person one. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: But see, they had all the great songs, all the old school youth group songs. I want to know you. I could sing of your love forever. Um, Holiness, open the eyes of my heart, the heart of worship. I mean, this album was packed, jammed with all like worship ballads that were real popular in the nineties and early two thousands. My favorite song on that album. Well, I really love the whole album, but if I had to pick a song, I really like their version of the Gaither song "Something About That Name," which features one of our good artists, Kevin Max. And um, the song was I could, killer. I could, yeah, it was an amazing version of that song, and I could probably do a Kevin Max impression, but uh, we'll save that for Co- a
1: copyright. Video. Save a copyright. Hey, speaking <laughs> of Sonic Flood, Jacob, um, Chris, you weren't there unfortunately, but uh, Jacob for some reason he has like this extreme luck streak with radio giveaways and stuff. And he won concert tickets to see Sonic flood and backstage passes. Do you remember that Jacob? It was at the it
0: was the it high was school, at a high school gym,
1: high school gym. Yeah. And we went got to and saw eat them
0: dinner with them. And... They had, yeah,
1: before the, and we, we hung out with them. We had dinner with them. They like Never. brought us into their backstage area and just like hung out. Yeah. Like, um, I don't remember the lead singer's name, but, uh, he had us do communion with them because they did, they prayed They had prayer time beforehand and they had a communion time and we got to sit in there with them and it was so cool. They like brought us in. And then I remember like from up on stage when they were in in the middle of the show, they were like, gave us a shout out. Dude, I was, we were so famous. Yeah. (laughs) I felt felt so famous.
0: Good times. Good times. Well, that's one of mine, Chris. What is, um, you have another one?
2: Uh, yeah. So let's see. Newer on the, sh- the streets um, would probably be Old Church Basement album of Elevation Mav City, and it would be Gyra right now. That song just jams for show. I could literally listen to that on repeat and never get tired of it.
1: Now, see, wait, here's the thing. So the, what's the name of the album again? It's a church, basement. Uh, old, old church, church basement. Old church basement. Old church basement. See, now, that's a perfect album name for a worship album because for me, when I think of an old church basement, that's where the potluck was, man, and that makes me want to worship. Well,
0: Jesus. Jesse, the song is incredible, Old Church Basement. So it talk, there's a part in the song where – well, the whole song is basically talking about back in the day, growing up, listening to different things, and then there's a part in the song where he, where he sings – like snippets from old school worship songs like he he does shout to the lord he does um um i think he does like i could sing of your love forever he does like very he takes like three or four words from that song but like the famous parts of the song and then puts them all together uh so it's it's a really good song but anyway, that's a great album
1: Chris. Um, All right. Well, I guess mine are going in order of, I guess, oldest <laughs> oldest to new. Actually, no, wait. This one's older than Sela. All right. So again, this is just because I, I think these two albums, like Sela's last album and this one, were just at a time of my adolescence uh, that uh, were really formative to me. So these stand out as albums I listen to over and over again. But um, yeah, so this album was super influential to me and in, in, in my life during this period, and it was uh, Michael W. Smith, Worship Again. And there's a few reasons, man. There's a few reasons because, of course, you know, being from Louisville, Kentucky, the beginning of that album, Michael W. Oh, Smith came. Louisville,
0: with... Kentucky!
1: <laughs> yeah, man, he comes out, and screams, "How you doing, Louisville, Kentucky?" It's just like when I was a Southeast when... Christian. Yeah, man, Southeast Christian Church, and when I was like. You know, I don't remember how old I was when that came out. I, I would have been two thousand two. Te- I, I was a teenager. Yeah, I, was, I was teen- uh,
0: graduated high school that year.
1: But just like remembering, just to be, how cool is that? That this worship album was filmed at a, at a church in my city, and he comes out screaming the name of my city. And then, I mean, on a, and apart from that, it was it was a really good worship album. Um, and my favorite song on that one. Uh, was Ancient Words. It's just done really well. Typical Michael W. Smith, piano, heavy vocals, kind of echoing out. Just a really good album. So that I think that one was – that's one of mine. Another old
0: one. Nice, man. Nice. That is a good album. Um, actually, my next album that I had listed was Michael W. Smith, Worship, which was his first Worship album. Not recorded in Louisville, Kentucky. It was actually filmed in Lakeland, Florida, 2001. And what's crazy about this is actually a few weeks ago, back in actually September 11th of this year, he he re-released a new version of this album. It was like a reconstructed version of this album, but it was he did he he uh, re-recorded the whole album um, from start to finish. And it was basically all um, like an orchestra. There was no drums, no electric guitars, no anything like that. It was all orchestra. So it was a really cool, neat version of the whole album. But this album, like I said earlier with Sonic Flood, but this album came out like a year after Sonic Flood's first album. And this album uh, really took off. And Michael W. Smith, you know, he was saying in his interview when I was watching back in september of this year he was saying that the holy spirit was talking to him the last couple of years before he recorded this like in the late 90s and the he said god was sent waking him up in the middle of the night hey you need to record a worship album you need to do this you need to do this and he, he ignored it he was like there's no way um i'm pop you know i did friends i did all these other songs that i'm huge. you know not like he was tooting his own horn but he was like i'm not i'm not a worship artist and so Finally, he he like was like okay, I'm gonna do this, and they recorded it. And he said, the whole church was a wreck. It was like crazy, like people were just worshiping God and like a mess. He said after the after the worship set, after the recording, they went backstage and they just wept. He said all the Christian artists that sang with him were just crying, and they just he said the presence of God was so strong, um, that you know he was so glad that he finally listened to the holy spirit and uh you know recorded this album and so on this album of course many many good songs heart of worship draw me close which draw me close on this album is my favorite song i love that song uh turn your eyes upon jesus open the eyes of my heart above all breathe let it rain agnus day which a lot of people that's a hard word to say, but it's Agnes Day and Awesome God and More Love, More Power. So there's a lot of good songs on this album, and um, it will be an album that many people will listen to for the years to come. And it's been out for 20 years, and it's still popular. So yeah, that's my that's my second good
1: album. Um, little um, background: When I was young, we had that CD and <laughs> Agnes Day or whatever it was. I always read it as Agnes Die and I always wondered when I was little I would look at that and just be like what the heck is Agnes Die
2: <laughs> The last one I wrote was a life point worship song because you know I had to shout out my, my my own church but a song come like the wind that they came out with not too long ago awesome song um, we actually did a night of worship that um, I think it was back in last November, and got to be a part of it. And just we also like recorded live that night, and just really cool, really really cool. Um, but yeah, y'all probably don't know that one. So no, but uh, I mean, sing it,
1: it, sing, sing a couple, sing, sing a couple lines for us, Chris. One.
2: No, I no, not know. I'm good.
0: <laughs> Come on. Uh, so is it is that album available on streaming?
2: Yeah, it's uh, any any streaming service. Spotify, Apple Music, all the above.
0: Yeah, I think
1: um, last one for me. That's been for a little while. I don't know, maybe five or six years. Um, they're a smaller band from... Uh, Waco, Texas. Uh, they're they're friends with uh, the Digital Age, so maybe more people know who those guys are. But uh, they used to they were the f- former part of David Crowder. But anyways, um, this band's called the Gladsome Light, and I actually think they're a church worship band. But the Gladsome Light, uh, they have a couple albums, I think. Uh, but the Wayward Ones was their. Uh, I think their first like big one they put out. Uh so the some Light Wayward ones, the album, it's it's super like I don't know how to describe it. It it's it's like a real acoustic kind of folksy um it it's really lyrically deep. And that's what I like about it. Yeah, my favorite uh song on the album is called Good Bones and it talks about um like uh, it the song of the song goes like Good bones don't stay in the ground. Uh, just talking about Jesus, you know, being in the grave. Uh, he was good, and he was risen. Uh, he was risen again. So it's a really good song. It's super catchy. Uh, it's got a real good beat, and the guitar part is fantastic.
0: I have another one. Uh, Jesus Culture, back in 2012, released an album called Live from New York. It is like 16 songs. It's like a two-hour album. A lot, of, a lot of good uh, songs on here that um, are real popular. Um, actually they did a few songs with martin smith which was the former lead singer of delirious but they did uh waiting here for you our god reigns walk with me set a fire everybody knows that song um, show me your glory did you feel the mountains tremble um, i belong to you by Derek johnson that's a great one but it's a really really good album But my favorite on this album which this song will be like awesome God, it'll be a song for forever. Uh, you know, like a song that churches will sing. Uh, Holy Spirit, that is a great song, and that song has been around for a while. Uh, Kim Walker sang it on this album, which she did a great job. So yeah, um, I would say that one. And then um, my last one would be and Chris already said it, but Elevation which uh, Worship, which is Old Church Basement, that album it's phenomenal gyra is a great great song dante bell um such a great uh anointed singer and it is a is a wonderful album So yeah you guys have any other albums
1: uh just an artist for me that i mean i would be honorable mention i guess if if this is an honorable mention part but jason upton i really enjoy jason upton and Tableful of strangers is a really good album of his um yeah again not not worship music that you would necessarily play in church just because it's not i don't know it, it would be music that would be hard to sing along to uh but as far as worship albums go that's a fantastic one
0: yeah i, I like jason upton he's been around for a while um Years ago, I remember going to this thing in Louisville called Fusion, and it was at the Louisville Palace. I was probably a junior in high school, and Jason Upton was there. Um, there was a couple other local, I guess, worship bands that were there, and uh, Jason headlined it, and it was it was awesome. And he's got one of them voices that are very unique, and um, you know, you just know who it is when they sing if you know Jason Upton. So, So Chris, I have a question for you. Um, What are some things that, you know, were done in the past of worship that you wish you could change um, or things that you liked or things that you wish were different even today? What what are some of the things?
2: Um, I think one of the main things was just the repetitiveness of songs back then, uh, like singing Let It Rain over and over and over and over and over again for like 20 minutes felt like. Um, That was probably one of the things that just got under my skin. And then, um, I mean, even today, like one of the things that, like I even constantly think of, like, is this really worship? Like I have that question, like if I'm like, you know, Going to sing this song or whatever, it, and it's basically like, does the song, is the song towards God? Like, is it tell? Is it glorifying Him? Is it is it is it, you know, raising Him up, or is it just talking about me? And that's something here recently that's just been kind of like, you know, on my heart is, you know, I don't I don't want to sing songs that are just a like you know, just about me. Like, uh, I I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but just, you know, talking about myself or talking about my, my, you know, experiences or my, like, what I'm going through. But, you know, the true worship, I want to, I want the songs to reflect of God's goodness, of God's love, and, you know, exalting Him in, in what I'm singing, instead of just singing for singing sake on like what's going on with me
0: that's good man that's good jesse you got any input on that
2: yeah i think kind of adding on
1: that last part um yeah like when you know like i think that's why i like older stuff like like i'm drawn to hymns or i'm drawn to uh worship albums that are a little i don't know i guess like slower and the lyrics are a little deeper but it's this thing of like in a song, in a worship song, where I'm, I'm glorifying God. I'm, am If I'm gonna say about something that I'm going through, I think, I think that's fine and has a place in a song, definitely. Uh, but it's, it's just like the Psalms. You know, David would talk about being surrounded by his enemies, but I will trust in you. And it's, a, it's that thing of like, I'm now going to turn my heart to God. That's why you, you hear like a hymn, like, um, uh, "It is well with my soul." He talks about like, you know, like when this thing happens in my life it's good because God is good, you know, like, like um, but putting it back on God. And I I think I I, I totally agree with Chris and the thing of like, is, is what I'm saying, bringing glory to God. Is it, and again, like the old hymns, it, it went somewhere. It told you what God did. It told you what, uh, what, who we were worshiping and why we were worshiping. And um, yeah, I I think less on me more on God.
2: Uh, Yeah. And I mean, it's not to say that those songs aren't, aren't, aren't good. Like, even the songs that are, you know, talking yeah, about what yeah. you're going through. Mm-hmm. But there's like, I don't know, like in leading worship or something like that, there's just a time and place for different things. Yeah. I feel.
1: Yeah. Time and place. And, so. and I think a lot of the songs, and like, you know, back in the 90s and stuff, like a lot of the songs you were talking about, the repetitive ones, I think would be um, better radio songs than leading from church songs. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, uh Not necessarily like a worship environment song or something like that, but a good radio song. But yeah.
2: No, and also something I didn't like about old worship was everything was in E flat. (laughs) You get the you get the lady the lady come up, sing her special, she'd be like, Honey, can you play an E flat? (laughs) Like, Yes ma'am, but I don't want to. Well,
0: the I mean it's a it's a song and the the lyrics Uh, I think I'm thinking about now, but it's the song Gyro, which we talked about tonight. And um, the, you know, the course is so simple, but the words are so powerful. He says, you are a You are enough. Gyra, you are enough. And I will be content in every circumstance. You are a You are, you are enough. And then he says forever enough, always enough, more than enough. Um, You know, a song so simple, but it's just, it's just saying like, God, you're, you're all that I need. You're you're more than enough. Um, and then I'll be content in every circumstance. You know, in life, a lot of times brings difficult things, but we got to learn to be content in all circumstances, which, you know, Thanksgiving is coming up. And there is a verse in, in Thessalonians that says, you know, we're, we're supposed to be thankful in our circumstances. And sometimes we have to be reminded as Christians that when life gives us curveballs and and we go through <clears throat> different things in life you know we still got to be thankful we still have to praise him and sometimes it's difficult but he is still God he is still on the throne and he still loves us more than we can ever imagine and that's why I love that song because you know he is Jehovah Jireh he is he's our provider he is more than enough and yeah so that song ministers to me every time I hear it. it's a song that you know you can hear a million songs over and over and you get tired of them, but that's a song that, that uh, I won't get tired of because it's just, it's powerful.
1: Yeah. And, and as we were getting this ready, I was thinking about um, like, just in the last, just kind of the whole worship, uh, worship music, like genre has, has gotten real uh, big in the last, you know, 15, 20 years, 15 years or so like it, cause you know, it, it was, there was always been gospel music and, and, you know, like, like worship music and, and church music and hymns and stuff, but like, you know, like your Hill songs and your Bethel and your Mavericks and, and, and those like uh, being big and putting out albums and, and being this whole, this whole new genre of Christian music. Um, it, it makes me think, like I often wonder about how being a worship band, putting out those albums um it'd be interesting to talk to somebody and interview someone about this, but like, because back in the day, you know, before it was a big deal, before they were selling millions of albums and they were all over the radio, these worship bands were just writing worship music for their body, for their church body to glorify the Lord, you know? And like, and, and and it kind of picked up and went from there and people grabbed onto it, but like they were, their intent, the reason they were writing an album was for their people was for their body was for, you know, like their, their heart was let's give something to the people to worship with. And now that now it's so big, it's so popular. Is it like, you know, like, I wonder what that struggle is like for them. like, well, now we have to put out another album and we're going to go on tour and we're going to, you know what I mean? Like the, it, it there has to be, I'd, I'd like to talk to somebody just like get some insight. on like, man, how has that influenced worship? You know, like, are we just writing stuff to go on the radio? Uh, Is this for our body? You know, like the approach to it, um, it has to be different now. Just be with the way that worship music has grown so much, you know?
0: Yeah. um, You know, I think it was either a conversation you and I had the other day, Jesse, or um, I might've heard Casting Crowns say it before. Casting Crowns is, you know, contemporary Christian, but um, they're not worship. But he did say something um, a while back and I think it was from you, Jesse, but he said, you know, all the songs that we write are from experiences we've had in our youth group. He's a youth pastor. He's still a full-time youth pastor. He, you know, he's at church every Sunday doing youth group. And he says, These are experiences that my youth group goes through, these songs that we write. And, you know, they're not just we just don't get in a in a room and just write, which nothing's wrong with that. A lot of artists do that. But he's like, these are actual experiences. You know, a lot of these songs that you hear, the majority of Casting Crown songs are from our youth group. Like, yeah, they stories, were, they were stories, youth, situations. They were like youth yeah. group
1: sermons. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, or, or a, a scenario happened in their youth group, like, and they counseled somebody and a song came through, you know. So it's just crazy to think that. But, well, um, the other thing that I wanted to, to mention briefly was, you know, a lot of these, uh, Contemporary artists, um, Christian artists, they'll do a crossover every now and then, and do um, worship songs with worship with worship groups. Uh, Need to breathe um, is a as is a, is a band that has recently did they did a song with We the Kingdom. We the Kingdom's a worship group, and uh, you know we got Carrie Underwood. Um, she did a song a few years back with Crowder at a passion conference she came out on stage and, and sang with him and and she actually well need to is not a, a worship band but she did a song with need to breathe too but anyway and then you got torn wells you know torn wells has been doing a whole lot of worship stuff he did a few songs with elevation recently and uh so yeah you're starting to see these these uh ccm artists cross over and do some worship stuff which i think is pretty cool um, i mean
1: not just ccm you got bieber Doing some worship stuff, too, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He, he's been with Hillsong a lot doing, you know, doing some worship sets. Chandler Moore. Chandler Moore. Yeah, I was going to say, him and Chandler Moore did a whole, like, a worship service together. And so, yeah, you're starting to see a lot more, you know, non-Christian musicians come over and do Christian stuff. Uh, Not just worship, but Christian music. I mean, you get... uh, Dolly Parton did that song recently with Zach Williams and she did a song of for King Country and um it was both for both artists it was like one of their best um hits I mean obviously it's because of Dolly Parton, but then you got you know these other artists that have been coming out doing some Christian stuff, which is pretty cool and um obviously we talked in our last episode about Kanye West you know coming over and doing some Christian albums and hopefully he stays doing that but so yeah we got all these uh main ccm artists crossing over and doing some worship stuff so yeah worship is everywhere um like i said you know it's it's always been around but you know from the beginning of the bible days with david playing on a harp and now you know we go to harp to electric guitar so come a long way since then but um you know, worship music is one of the largest, if not the largest, um, like when it comes to money, it makes a, a lot of money. And I, I was telling uh, Jesse and Chris before we started the, the podcast that all of these major brand companies have reached out to these gospel artists now, um, like Pepsi and NASCAR, um, just to name a few. There's, there's other ones, Cracker Barrel that are reaching out to these artists and because they know these artists are popular and they know that these artists are reaching out to a lot of people. So it's, it's great marketing when you, if you think about it, um, that these companies are are reaching out to these, these uh, Christian artists um, to, you know, to advertise for them, you know, they'll come on and do a commercial or or do like a a jingle, like a, a song for their, you know, for their company, or even just show up to an event, you know, uh, wearing a pepsi shirt so that that is great marketing stuff especially obviously a lot of these artists are you know real popular so
1: so let me have a question for you what do you think about that like does that make you uncomfortable at all i mean thinking about like because you know like if worship i i guess for me it's like this thing of like if is a is worship music uh is it just another genre now and it's not a ministry necessarily? You know what I'm saying? Like, because like if, if you like, so if Coca-Cola wants to sponsor a pastor for, cause he's real popular, he's got a real popular, you know, church or whatever. And they put some Coca-Cola signs up in the church or something because they sponsor the pastor sermons. How, how do you feel about that? Like brands sponsoring worship albums? You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. What do you, what are y'all's thoughts on that?
0: Well, I mean I think it's <clears throat> I mean it it could be, you know, you just gotta it's a it's a thin line, you know, I could see both both sides of the you know, of the of the field, I guess you would say it. Like there's the side where, you know, these artists are reaching people that they would not normally reach. You know, not everybody listens to gospel music, but once you open up to Pepsi and you know, all these other groups these people are going to Google or put on their streaming services, this artist and, and hear the gospel, you know, all because they were watching a NASCAR race. So, you know, yeah, I could, it could be, and I understand what you're saying. Like, you know, a pastor being up there with a Coke, with Coca-Cola sign behind them or whatever, but, but also I could see the, you know, the good side where people are, are being presented the gospel by, you know, looking up an artist. I mean, there's been several times where, I'll be watching TV and I'll see something and Chris knows this. Cause he, you know, he used to work for Google and like just knowing how marketing works and you look up that artist or you'll look up, you know, that product. And, but, and then I get presented this, this whole line of new products, just because I saw a 10 second spot. Well, same with these, these Christian artists, they're getting an opportunity to, you know, uh, show the gospel, spread the gospel to a whole other, you know, crowd of people that would normally never listen to, to gospel music. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's a good thing.
2: All I'm saying is if Coca Cola or someone wants to throw me a few K to mention them in a song, <laughs> there's
0: always God, yours, there.
2: my number is yes,
1: ice cold Betsy. <laughs> 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 Wow. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean it's just definitely interesting. It just says a lot I think about like where worship music has gone just in the last, or I guess the worship genre has gone in the last uh you know, fifteen years.
2: Yeah. It's also just evolved with like even what's happening now, like I mean any content creator, they get sponsored ads. You watch a YouTube video, they're sponsored ads like of businesses sponsoring them. So then I I guess like it's just going into everything that's – anything that has an audience or has like people watching, I think that is what the eye on the marketing like directors – it's on the eye of the marketing director. So of that company to try to like reach out and and get more business through it.
1: It's a double-edged sword though, you know, like because then does that become the motivation, you know what I mean? It's got to yeah. be balanced.
2: I mean, hey, you know, most of the worship leaders, and I mean, even if you watch the Hillsong documentary, um, I don't remember what it was called. I think it was just Hillsong United, the documentary, whatever it was, when they were like behind the scenes of the life. And they were like, yeah, we we don't make like any money at all. So. I mean, I would still like to see that that change to where even the worship genre is is making like money, like the I guess like the contemporary or like the Chris Tomlins or the you know all the other mainstream artists like Christian artists. Like, I mean, worship people are doing the same amount of work. I mean, yes, their heart is different, but still, I mean, I think give credit where it's due. I mean, get. Hey, like I mean, they're not doing it for the money, but
0: yeah. So our first episode, we interviewed Rusty from New Song, and he said outside of the interview, um, we were talking about Winter Jam, and he mentioned he mentioned Skillet, uh, and they are headlining uh, Winter Jam this year. But he but he was telling us that um, you know one of the years that John Cooper was there, they always have like a like a pre dinner pre like a service type devotional thing before each show every night. <clears throat> and um, they were all singing or whatever. And John Cooper stood up and he was like, can I share a word? And they were like, yeah, I'll, yeah, go ahead. And, and so John was looked at the younger artists, the up and coming artists, worship bands and et cetera. You know, one of them's a bunch of artists, but anyway, he looked straight at him and he said, I want to tell you all a few things. He says, don't ever think just because you're on this stage tonight in front of thousands of people, that you're ever too good or too big for God, God brought you to this place, um, and He can easily take you away. And He says, stay in a local church. He says, when you're not at, when you're not touring, make sure you're at your home church. Make sure you're serving, and you're not just there. He said, serve in your local church, and he said. Stay in the word of God. And he said, Don't ever think that just because you've arrived, you're at Winter Jam, doesn't mean that you could stop living for God. And when Russ Lee told me that, I was like, Wow, that's awesome that he, you know, can pour into the younger groups like that. So that's that's what I would say to these worship bands, you know, you're getting all this attention and, um, you know, maybe a sponsor or whatever coke or you know whatever but don't ever get too big um, for your britches you know god can god gave that to you he gave that anointing to you he gave you that spotlight and he could easily take it away so so yeah that's that's what i would say
1: yeah so yeah well i mean we'll have more time to talk about it um you know worship music obviously we'll have more episodes coming and uh, and here in the, one of the next few episodes, we'll have um, a, an interview with uh, someone who's in the worship genre. And so we'll have some time to, to pick their brain and, and hear what they have to say about it as well. And um, yeah, we'll, um, we'll we'll continue this discussion later. Um, if you follow us on Facebook, um, leave a comment on the post. Tell us what your favorite worship album is. Um Get a conversation going there if you want to. and Subscribe to uh, our
0: Spotify and Apple.
1: Yeah, yeah, all those places. Yeah, leave them there too. We're, we're, wherever you're streaming, we are. So, um, yeah, we'll see you on the next one then.